Here's Johnny. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Five Movie Madness. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, is Joe. Only guilty man in Shawshank. <laughs> and Corey. I never had any friends like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus. Does anyone? It's a good one. Thought about that one. I thought about here's Johnny. I'm glad I'm glad I didn't go with it. Otherwise, I would have scrambled for a new one. See, I was thinking about uh, get busy living, get busy dying, but I'm pretty sure I've used it already. Here's Johnny's a good yeah. one if you're hosting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only guilty managed to think for something off the cuff, like you came up with ten seconds before the show started. That's yeah. pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Great at all. delivery. Yeah. I like it. All right, guys, how's it going? How we feeling? Hey, you know. Busy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Finally starting to get into that, that trip back and forth again. I, I take the commutes infinitely better. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, without question. Did school start? School starts, like, I have my students on Tuesday. I have my students tomorrow. Oh, okay. So. This is Labor Day weekend, everyone. Yes, it is. School started around me. Yeah. Uh, last week. Yeah, a, whole, a whole bunch of schools are like adopting that where like if there's any a, yeah if there's any week of like any amount of september before labor day like they're gonna start school that week and i wild. just i don't see the, i just don't see the point of it like i know they're trying to like squeeze in all 180 days and like make sure like the summer starts re- at like a reasonable time or whatever but like i just i i can't see the point of sending kids to school on like Wednesday, Thursday of last week to give them all Friday and Monday. You give them all I mean? Friday too. A lot of them do. Yeah, a lot uh, of them have off Friday for some reason. It's a real ease-in process. I yeah, guess, I guess you know? so. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could argue like the first two days are all like the the rules and procedures and stuff like that, and most schools generally do that anyways. It's still going to be a couple days, but yeah, you're. you're you're getting a jump because as soon as Labor Day is over, you, you can start teaching. But I, don't, I just don't see. I don't. I really don't see the point. Oh, Labor Day always ends the summer for me, so that's yeah, yeah. To, to go back before then. I agree. And you got all the holidays at the end of September. All September just is a wash. Go back in October, yeah. <laughs> dude. I've been clear into July now. I've been a big fan. Uh, like I've been pushing for schools to go, start going. Like doing a twelve month program, and splitting it into trimesters, like September, October, November, and then you get like the December holidays off, right? And then it's January, February, March, all like the spring holidays you get off. Um, May, June, July, and then you have like a summer month of August, and then you start over again. So it's eleven months. No, it'd be like nine it'd be, months. Well, it'd be exactly. This, it'd mean well, more or less what you're doing you get now. Get December, right? April, and like August off. Yeah, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think. Yeah, I see what you're yeah, and obviously give or take a couple of days because like you're gonna lose some days in September because of all those religious holidays. And then snow. And snow, you know. But that's the other thing too. Right? I'm all no. I guess a lot of the snow happens in during that January February time. But this is your you plan is think- kind of like. In the office when they had everyone's birthday celebrated on the same day. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. In it, theory, it's great, but, but I don't like, think it quite I, works in practice. I mean, I think the bigger thing about it working in practice is, is that part of the reason that schools, the school year is the way the school year is and functions the way it functions is because 
parents still got to go to work, right? Like, you know, yes. mm-hmm. par- yeah, parents the kids can't just home for a month at a time. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can kind of schedule your year around knowing that you're gonna have to figure out what to do with your kids during those summer months. But yeah, if you had to do it in <laughs> December, April and uh, August. April and August would be a little more hectic. Yeah. That's why eight-week summer camps exist. It's true. It's true. Guys, are it... going to hear that episode? All right. Hey! Nope. <laughs> uh, still hurts. Does it? Does it really? No, no not really. No. It was, wasn't our best work anyway, so it was, it's fine. It I saved the masses. Oh, my God. <laughs> Collusion. 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 Matt didn't even hit record. Oh, yeah. It's so, just like... like oh. He just knew. Ah, uh, yeah. Best episode you never heard. There it is. Pod- Every great podcast. Technically happened. true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do we have it? <laughs> I don't think we have another... Actually, is it better than Christmas? Because those are the only two episodes people will never hear. Christmas is never coming, coming guys. <laughs> Christmas is canceled. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> Uh, Joe, what are you drinking? The can looks interesting to me. Uh, it's called. It's from a local brewery in Pennsylvania. It's not. I'm not local to it, but well, it's called Largemouth India Pale Ale. It's Wallen Pow Wallen Pow Pack Brewing Company. Wallen Pow Pack Brewing Company. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Bought it on vacation. Yeah, naturally. How was your vacation? Was it, when was it? That was in July. That yeah. was July. Okay. Ago. Okay. Yeah. It was nice though. It was nice to not work. <laughs> Yeah. Thank Isn't you for really... asking. <laughs> I feel like I didn't. T- we didn't talk about it, which is weird because we definitely have recorded since you were on vacation. Oh yeah, yeah that's fair. Not much to talk about. Yeah, that's fair. Saw the fam, drank some beer. Nothing better, Good my times. friends. Yeah, Nothing better. Wrong there. Not too many things better. All right. Being we have no email and no review to read, um, we can right. get into get into the show. Get down to business here. All right. So topic's been set. I don't think I've mentioned that it's Stephen King movies, although you could probably guess that from our open oh, that's lines. True. Yep. So we're doing the top five Stephen King movies according to us Stephen King adaptations. Uh, what we're going to do is reveal the lists one by one, starting with the round of five, four, three, two, one, etc. Um, if somebody has a movie on multiple lists, there's a little crossover. We're going to table that discussion to a later part of the show, so we're not talking about the same things over and over again. After we reveal our top five list, we'll get into the madness round, but that doesn't come till later, and I'll explain that when the time comes. Without further ado, Joe, your number five Stephen King movie. My number five is Carrie. Couldn't do it. Okay. Fair enough. Now, a lot of these movies have been remade. The original. The original. 1976. Sissy Spacek. Yes, I've never seen the remake. I, I just watched this one, like, last night or two nights ago okay yeah it was between this and two other movies and i was like you know what i'll did, give it to carrie did those two other movies make the bubble list i assume by default yeah yeah by default yeah, yeah. i guess have, only f- my question is have you seen five stephen king movies prior to you trying to make this list prior to being told this topic yeah, yeah. it was it was i've seen about about five i've okay. now seen like nine and one of them had no shot of making the list right so Stephen hope, King, primarily horror. Joe, not a horror. Not my genre. Guy. Not, yeah. not, no. not, not your cup of tea there. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Carrie was interesting. It, uh, the uh, director had a big vision for the opening of this movie. It's just frontal female nudity for like solid 90 seconds plus. And I was like, oh my god. This is 1976, right? <laughs> it, 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 it borders on gratuitous. Frontal yeah. teenage high school female nudity. Like, that was a choice. And to be fair, to be clear, that's not why it's number five on my list. I just <laughs> wanted, I thought it was a fun talking point. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, no problem. What do you think overall? You made your number five. Does this like? Did you have like four? Okay, these four definitely make my list, and I need a fifth. Like, like how did yeah. it go for you? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. So it's pretty much that. But I mean, it's it's an interesting movie because it's it's not really like a coming of age, I guess. But like, this girl's a social outcast has a shot at being, like, a normal human, but every step of the way, people have to sabotage her, and then, turns out she is telekinesis. <laughs> yes, she's telekinetic. Yeah. Her mom's like, crazy, too. That's there's like... so many infuriating characters in this movie, but I spent yeah. the whole time praying, I'm like, the, the the two of them can't be in on it, right? They're just nice people. Turns out they, they are nice people. Thank, that, thank goodness. That's good, yeah. That would have... They die anyway. Well, one of them dies, but... <laughs> this was Stephen King's first major novel, was Carrie. Okay. But it wasn't his first adaptation, though, right? Or is this the first thing to get it's him It's one of the adaptation? oldest ones on there, It's I one think, of the right? oldest ones on there. I don't know if it's his first adaptation or not. Okay. I'm going to look. I'm going to say... Is there anything prior to 76? I feel like it's the first. I th- It probably would be my, yeah. my guess. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I, was, I was, it was surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. It had like a good Rotten Tomatoes rating, so I figured I'd check it out. It's a fair out, outside, slightly outside the box. Otherwise, my list would be like the chalkiest list ever. So. I'm, gl- I'm glad you didn't go um, with the. I can see your dirty pillows as your opening line. I don't know if I. Oh I'm God! I forgot the lines in that movie. Or... Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> I can see your dirty. Pillows. Huh? Uh, made me immediately think of Austin Powers. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yes, Carrie is the oldest, seventy six. Yeah. Checks out. Yeah. A couple in eighty in yeah. like the eighties, the early eighties, creep show eighty two. The... You guys have both seen this? Yes? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Oh, it's a classic. I mean Saw it for the first time in twenty twenty two. If it's not it's your, a horror movie. If it's not your genre, kind of. you're not gonna see it, right? Like this is definitely something that somebody who's watched a lot of horror movies throughout their life like me saw probably when I was like twelve. I've, yeah, sure. I read this one too, and the remake's okay. okay. It's okay. When I did they do the remake? the remake? Was terrible. Twenty thirteen, uh, I think. Yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz is Carrie. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good pick. All right, that'll wrap up Carrie. I feel so. What do we got for Corey's number five? It Chapter One, the two thousand seventeen remake. Okay. That's a bubble. Okay. It's a bubble for me as well. Nice. Not bad. Uh, I was apprehensive about them remaking it. I knew that, like, the cast of kids that they... Remaking it. (laughs) Oh, damn it. (laughs) Got him. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I definitely just slapped myself in the face for those that heard that. Uh, Anyway. I know... Like, I knew that the cast of of kids that they, they brought on were relatively good for the most part. Everything I'd seen them in 
I like the man Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. He clearly has acting chops. Um, it's one of the other kids that's that's relatively well known too. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But you know, this is it is iconic it, it, as far as like horror movie fans are concerned. Like the original first part of it is was like the entryway for a lot of people of like our age to get into horror. It was made for TV. So people had access to it. So to, to take on remaking it was, it's a risk. And I think they, they pulled it, they pulled it off as best as I think that they could have. Um, this rendition of Pennywise, the clown, um, which Skarsgård is it? Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah. Uh, is, Absolutely horrifying. I don't know that he lives up to the, the Tim Curry version of the character, but for what it is and what he was asked to do, he absolutely crushes it. Um, so it, it makes my list at five more for the fact that they actually managed to remake this movie and do a pretty good job at it. Yeah, having never seen the Tim Curry one, I think this is a pretty successful movie. I never, I haven't bothered watching the second one because I hear it's not as good. Because apparently the second half of it is just not a good story for anyone. It doesn't work in a movie. It's the the thing that makes it work, and I think we've talked about it on the show, is that it, it chapter one is dealing with kids and child and like playing on childhood fears. So it like it works, and like you feel that when it's adults playing on those same type of fears, you're not you don't get as much out of it. You've seen I, this movie before, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you, if if they had played more on trauma. I think it could work better if it was adults dealing with their childhood trauma and that's what draws out the scares, it would be more effective, but that's not how the book's written and they're trying to stay at least kind of true to the source material. So, you know, on film, it just doesn't work as much, but the book also flips back and forth way more regularly. What's that? Like Godfather twos. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I'll say I'll say yes. Like past the present, past, past the, the present. Pre- yeah, it's it's yeah, very yeah. interwoven. But for the sake of a linear story and like an arc in a, in a movie, you just do the kid version, the adult version. You know, it chapter two in in the remake actually does a better job at going back to the past and showing us things with the kids. So that's actually makes it better than the original part two, in my opinion. That's good. It's always good to be improving. Yeah, that's it. I don't think we're going to see another It ever, so, I mean, we got what we got. They could, though, right? If they waited, like, 30 or 28 years, they could sure. do a, He could even write a sure part three if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Um, True story. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think the original mini the TV movie is a little overrated. It was just, like, good for the time. But, like, seeing it now is, like doesn't really hold up but uh I, I do like the one that came out a couple years ago uh chapter two again as you said before it's the adult aspect of it you lose connection you don't really care about the characters as much anymore so but yeah no it's good it's very good it's very scary it's creepy it's creepy creepy clowns from outer space <laughs> killer clowns remember that whole uh yeah. clown thing I do kinda remember went, that whole kind of yeah. went away all of a sudden. 
it happened right around right around this movie getting hyped and brought out, right? It was like a, a year before. Yeah, but they had announced it. I think right. We had we knew that this movie was yeah, coming out. Right, but but yeah, I don't listen. I don't think they had anything to do with each other. That's not what I'm suggesting. But I remember the two being like in my brain, like connected. But what a coincidence! It was weird, <laughs> dude. Random creepy yeah. clowns. Uh, it happened on it happened on Long Island a couple in a couple. Yeah, spots, right? I was going to ask: Is was that just like in our region, or was that like a nationwide thing? I've, I've never th- done the research. I thought it was mostly not in our region, and then they started popping up once or twice on the island. It's mostly Midwest clowns. I kind of I not gonna lie Iowa to you. Clowns. Yes, I don't I don't know if it's true at all. I just made that up. But <laughs> creepy clown. <laughs> Googling creepy clown. No, don't do it. It's twenty sixteen. <laughs> Yeah, 2016. This came out in 2017. Okay, right? yeah. yeah. Okay, clown sightings and attacks were reported in nearly all U.S. states. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. All so U.S. states. A... Jesus. Holy crap. And it just kind of like stopped. Remember when weird, creepy clowns is all we had to worry about? <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive. What a, what a simpler time. <laughs> what a simpler time. The clown was this phenomenon. before Harambe? Probably around the same time. Probably around the same time. <laughs> the clown phenomenon began in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. Holy mm. crap. All right. Bunch of bored Packers fans. Probably oh, in the off season. It was in August. All right. <laughs> this tracks. Clown costume withdrawals. And... All right. You know what? All right. We'll, we'll go do, down we've, we've, Too deep of a dive. Matt, what's your hole. number five? <laughs> going down that rabbit hole after. Okay. My number five Stephen King movie is The Running Man. That is oh, a table. Cool. That's a table? That's a table. That's cool. <laughs> awesome. Great. This Stupendous. Be, this is going to be fun. All right, Joe, Joe, what's your number four? My number four is 100% a table. It's Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, table that. Okay. Corey, what's your number four? Uh, I believe this is also going to be a table, The Shining. That's uh, my number four. All right, cool. bubbled for me. Oh, nice. Then it's time, high time we talk about it. I was at uh, the head brewer at the brewery I work at, just started doing like a side project. So like on his off days, he'll go and brew his own beer. And he had like a, cool. a tap takeover last Wednesday. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty cool. So I go to this bar and Shining is on. And I'm not going to lie to you. I knew most of the people in the bar. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was just I was just sitting there watching The Shining. I was like, no, don't talk to me. The Shining's on. Leave me alone. I was like, is it a little? Is it a touch early for The Shining? Maybe. Am I still going to watch it? Absolutely. Everybody, leave me alone, dude. So creepy. I love the uncomfortable feeling that The Shining gives me. Certainly, that certainly gives you that. Yeah. No. It's this is like, it's weird because Stephen King hates this movie. He hates yeah. it, outright that's, hates it, has yeah, publicly that's... renounced it, said they did not capture his vision like whatsoever. It's like a thing but between him and Stanley Kubrick for like forever. It was like, I hate the, what you did. And everyone critically like loves this movie, it feels like. And Kubrick was such like a brilliant director. There's nothing there on accident. Mm-hmm. So there's so many like fan theories about what's actually happening in this movie and like what's going on. People watch this, see it, and think of different things like – the Trail of Tears for the Native Americans is like a major theme of this movie, depending on who you talk to. It's bizarre. There's actually a uh, documentary about this, about um, 
what people see when they watch The Shining. It's a, it's the symbolism like, of the food pantry. Yeah, that's a whole Literally, thing. Literally, though, like he I arranges cut, cans I, in a certain way. It's it, what what the hell's it's going wild. on? That's very, it's wild. Yeah. That's I was trying to explain this to somebody who was one of the people I knew that was at the bar when she was trying to have a conversation with me. I was like. I'm sorry, you really don't understand. I need to watch this movie carefully because everything matters. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, watch. And like, I don't remember what scene it was, but like, there were like four things. I'm like, you think that was on accident? Because it wasn't. Every moment, every second of this movie was like explicitly planned and designed. It's crazy. It has a script, so yes. Yeah, but like, usually like with stage direction, it's like, you know, you move the cans in the pantry, not like, this can needs to go there. Like, this you know what I mean? Facing Northwest at the 37 degree angle. Oh, for sure. And then there's all like the obvious conspiracy theories that it's Stanley Kubrick admitting that he faked the moon landing. That's always fun to talk about for 13 seconds. Let's talk about it for like yeah. five more seconds and then we'll okay. hit that. Great. We just right, did. Yeah. Beautiful. Let's move cool. on. Beautiful. Next thing. <laughs> like there's a scene where they're all sitting around or, um, Danny and his mother are sitting around watching television and the TV's in the middle of the room, not plugged in. They don't say it's not plugged in. It's not for you to notice that it's not plugged in, but it's not plugged in. It's like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What are they trying Ghost to TV. do here? Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. And there's a lot of, um, Shelley Duvall plays Mrs. Torrance in this. And yes. she, she was like, pushed to her breaking point during filming by the director and the casting crew to try to get her to like act better because apparently she wasn't doing that good of a job. No, it's, it's serious. She like put the therapy afterwards. She's like never been treated that way before. Wow. Like okay. there's, there's some like behind the scenes like oh, yeah. of Cooper talking to the actors and everything and he's just like That's like the equivalent of a method actor being just a huge douchebag. Yeah. He's, he's notably like like yeah. like crueler to Shelley Duvall. Like she's saying, like, ah, oh, I'm just so stressed out. He's like, I don't care. Alright. I, I got no sympathy for it whatsoever. He like flat out says that. You're like, wow, what an asshole. Yeah. Maybe do me a favor and do your job. Yeah. A boo. <laughs> <laughs> Start scaring. <laughs> and there's uh interesting things with the um getting the, the preview shown on T V because in the trailer that they cut, they uh they showed the elevator opening and blood pouring out of the elevator. So the trailer got rejected. They said, we can't show this. And Stanley Kubrick's like, why not? And they're like, because you have blood coming out of an elevator. That's the, you can't show that on, on TV. Blood. It's and Hawaiian Punch. He said it was Hawaiian Punch. It's exactly <laughs> what he said. He said, you've never seen the movie. How do you know that's blood? Oh, yeah, good point. Turn out to be blood. I, they don't explicitly say it's blood. It's blood. <laughs> it's very cool. Very clearly fruit juicy red. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's pretty obvious. So, The Shining is, like, it's it's weird. Like, this one, another one that got remade for TV, like, with Stephen King's blessing, and it's noticeably not good. Like, I don't know what Steve, the vision Stephen King had for this, but it just doesn't. Apparently it's a bad movie. Apparently so. Dr. Sleep is somehow connected to this, too, right? It's, it's a, the, it's grown up, the kid grown up, right? Yes, it's, it's a Sleep? direct it's sequel kid. Okay. To, the, yeah. uh, to The Shining. It's okay. I've never seen it. It's yeah, fine. I did not. I chose not to watch it. It, it doesn't one of the, one of the things away, I watched. Yeah, it doesn't take away or add anything really. Yeah. I still yeah, consider. Like I'm, it I'm like, never gonna watch The Shining again. That's why I didn't make my list. I was like, eh, it's fine. Rewatchability played a big factor in my list. Yeah, me too. That's why I tabled Running Man. 
Maybe his most remarkable work yet. <laughs> All right. My number three will be tabled. It is... Wait, wait, wait. Number three? Yes. You're number four, right? He's My the number shining. four is The Shining. Oh, you're number four is The Shining. Oh, that means we're up okay. to Joe's number three. Correct. I just haven't spoken yeah. in a while. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Joe's number no, that's three. that's fair. My number three is The Running Man. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. We can talk about it. I'm so happy it's this high up. <laughs> It's it's the most rewatchable Stephen King movie in my opinion, at least on my. I, list. I don't think I've seen wrong. this movie like three times. <laughs> and if someone were to be like, "You want to watch The Running Man?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great choice. Make some popcorn. Let's do this thing. It's a dumb action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The the, the one liners in this. Yeah. Amped up to an. I thought about doing like Sub Zero now regular Zero now Plane Zero. <laughs> yeah, Plane Zero. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, The Running Man is Arnold Schwarzenegger being falsely framed for a crime and then putting on a put on a game show that's kind of like American Gladiators, but it's to the death and it's real. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly entertaining. We're not that not... far away from it. I hope we are. <laughs> this got too real. Really Let's turn not. this around. <laughs> yeah. So. Richard Dawson, who hosted many Family game Feud. shows and Family Feud for many years, is the villain in this. And Excellent. He's a, such a great villain. He's he's incredible. He like <laughs> takes over the movie, and they actually had to recut this because he's the best actor in the movie probably. They actually had to recut this because audience loved like Richard Dawson so <laughs> so 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 much no, that you they don't understand he's the villain. <laughs> They had to cut out some of his scenes and and then make him redo some lines to sound like douchier. But uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, it's he's incredible at it. I'll be back only in a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good, and I like the concept of it. Like the Running Man would be an outstanding video game. Yeah, you, you could play a contestant or a stalker. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 like uh, made to be like in. Like an online multiplayer video game? Yeah. Kind of be... like a Dead by Daylight? But... Yep. I was going to say Friday 13th, which is pretty much Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah, yep. same. They're all the same. <laughs> pretty much. Everything's the same. And, like, the stalkers are, like, incredibleness. You got Fireball, Sub-Zero, Buzzsaw, Dynamo. Oh, Dynamo's the electric one. Yeah, I was trying to think of his name. Captain Freedom? Is that his name? Is that Jesse Ventura? Yes. I, th- I think that's his name, yeah. Yeah, Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. And then, like, the actor, Jesse Ventura. Jim Brown plays Fireball. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so. It's, a little while. it's great, though. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very entertaining movie. It's by far the most entertaining movie on my list. I watch that multiple times a year. I own it when we were going to pick choice. a movie. I just, like, will get down to the R's. I'm like, ah, oh, running man. <laughs> Tracy, how about running man? She's down, which is great. She, she's like, again? All right. Well, okay. Such a good movie. Uh, it's not winning any awards. Nope. Except for most fun Stephen King movie. But. Certainly not. And I tried listening to this book, the, the audio version of it. Vastly different from the movie. Really? Incredibly different. Okay. But Stephen King's okay with this one? I have no idea. I didn't ask him. All right. But <laughs> I, I didn't reach out. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 
what's Ben Richards? That's Arnold's character's name. Is like a scrawny, skinny guy, and like the Running Man isn't isolated in a in a television studio. It's like open world, and there's like like you could happen. It goes to like different towns and stuff, so it's mm-hmm. like a lot more dangerous. I'm glad they took that out and made the choices they did for the movie. Yeah, just contained it to an arena. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fun side note, it has nothing to do with the movie. On Wikipedia, the cast, when it says, like, what characters, he's Benjamin A. Ben, in quotes, Richards. As if, like, Ben is, like, a really sweet nickname. His <laughs> <laughs> like, alter ego is cute. Ben. I love the old woman where they're like, all right, who do you think is going to get the next kill? She's like, Ben Richards. She's a bad <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's a great moment. Ah, so good. Yeah. And it's like, like it's the television event too. Like it probably is a weekly show. There's everyone's watching mm-hmm. it. People are betting on it live. It's like they really do a good job with it. Yeah, I'm sure they do great like, ratings and syndication. Like when it reruns. Absolutely. Yeah. Get that Running Man box set, y'all. Got it. <laughs> All right, Corey, your number three. My number three is Stand by Me. That is a table. That is Res- also a table for me. Respectful. Okay, my number three will be Table. It is the Sawshank Redemption. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Joe, your number two. My number two might be Tabled. It's Stand By Me. Yeah, it's a table. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Corey, number two. <laughs> Blind Spot, Table. I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. The Green Mile? Table. Okay. All right, our number ones have been revealed. Yeah, looks like. To those of you keeping track at home. I guess we can go to my number two, which did not make either of your lists, which is uh, Misery. I just didn't want to watch it for this, I'll be honest. Uh, You've never seen it? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, I know know the the gross scene, so. Misery is awesome. It's, It's incredible. It's about an author who has a series of novels where the main character is Misery Chastain. His name is Paul Sheldon, and he lives in Manhattan, but he escapes to the New England area in, in like, this cabin to, like, write his novels. And he's on his way back. James Conn? James Conn. Okay. On his way back, he gets into an accident. He's rescued by a, uh, a woman named Annie Wilkes, who is his biggest fan. And, uh... Serendipitous. She, She... is a nurse he nurses him back to health but um he has a manuscript with him of like the latest uh novel that he wrote and she reads it and he kills off her favorite character of mr justine and she goes ballistic and she holds him captive until he writes a better book in her opinion of misery like surviving and living and uh yeah there's that gross scene that everybody knows about yeah. Hobbling. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I love this movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. I I don't think it um, has to be limited to spooky season. I think you can watch this one whenever. And yeah, It's uh, not like a horror. It's, I mean, it's like a kind of a horror movie, but it's not like yeah. a Halloween-themed movie. It's just, yeah. No, Kathy Bates actually won Best Actress for her performance as Andy Wilkes, too. She, she does a really good job. She's, like, insane. Mm. She, like... 
is very proper and she hates cursing, but she'll scream out like cock a duty and <laughs> things. Bull dinkies. Oh, fudge. Pretty yeah. much. There's a part two where um, he's he's trying to escape and like, you know, he's hobbling around because he, he, he can't move he's around. Too hobbled. Well. Yeah. And, he, and he's uh, try, he's like, um, he grinds up like medicine and he's going to like pour it in her drink and drug her so she falls asleep, but he needs like stuff to do it. And he, <laughs> he knocks over one of her ceramic figures and puts it back up. And then uh, this is before the hobbling scene, actually. He wakes up and she's standing over him with like a sledgehammer. And he's like, she's like, I knew you've been getting around. He's like, how'd you know? She's like, my penguin always faces south. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy lines like that. It's good, though. Definitely check out Misery if you haven't seen it. It's a very good movie. One day. One day. One day. One day. Okay. Uh... Yeah, number ones. Let's go. Let's do number it. Number ones. Start with who's? Who do we want to jo- start with? Just Joe, right? Okay. That would that would work in order. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my number one is the Green Mile. Can't table it. <laughs> so. It, yeah. Did it make your list? It no, bubbles bubble. for you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Zero yeah. watchability for me. See, like, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Like. If someone asked me, you want to watch The Green Mile, I would reluctantly be like, yeah, let's do this thing. Because, like... Let me get my hankies out. It's a long movie. It's, it's long. It's very emotionally draining. But, like, it's so good. Rewatchability does hurt this... If, I mean, if we were doing pure rewatchability, Running Man would be a number one. Mm-hmm. And Stand By Me would remain a two. But, uh, Green Mile's so good. Like, I, I, I cried for, like, the last 20 minutes of this movie. Every well, I I'd say every time, but I've only seen it once because it's it's draining. But yeah, if someone were to ask me to watch it again, I'd be like, all right, yeah. What do you clear your schedule? Yes, <laughs> this is Man, what we're let, doing today. Let me take three vacation days and we can. Yeah, really. I need to rec- I need recovery time. I'm sorry, boss, but I just watched the Mile. He's like, oh, I understand. <laughs> some some bereavement days for you. Yeah, yeah, please. For uh, John also, Coffee, we were very that, close. It's that long. It's literally three days long. Yeah, it is. It feels it, like it, it sometimes. I feel it's unnecessarily long, too. There's some things I mean, there's, you can there's, there's, Yeah, there's, there's definitely stuff that can be cut, cut out. Yeah. I don't need just, old man Tom Hanks at all. No, no, you don't really need that. But it's to show that the rat was blessed by... And he. They were, they were both... Or mouse, yes. Mr. Whisker? What is his name? Is that his name? Mr. Jangles. Mr. Jangles. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very good movie. But it's yeah. very long. So like, if anyone tells you they're going to throw on the Green Mile, you're in You're in for a day. It's long, and it's sad. I do like it. I've If it's on TV, I'm going to watch certain aspects of it. But depending on where we are, I can't. I, I just don't have the time to like usually sure. finish it. Yeah. Um, Classic Sam Rockwell performance. Yeah, yeah, he's always a bad guy. Stop I know, it. I worry about Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I want him to be just like a, a good guy sometimes. Plays the worst characters all the he time. Does. He's so good. Yeah. Excellent actor. <sighs> yes. Oh, poor choice of role, sort of, usually. Ah, works for him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. Um, 
I've only seen the theatrical version, I guess, of the um, dry sponge scene one time. Is there an extended? No, because on TV they don't show it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I rented the movie, like, full-out regular movie, so. I saw the scene. It's It sucks. Yes. He's, what, he's right up there with, uh, Percy's right up there with Nurse, Nurse Ratchet in terms of, like, worst movie villains of all time. Oh, hell I yeah. I hate this character. Yes. I want terrible things to happen to this character because Absolutely. he deserves it because he's an awful human being. Totally. I legitimately think I like him less than Sam Rockwell. Like, like villainous yeah. activity yeah i don't know sam rockwell killed two girls in frame no and well. you're absolutely yeah, right but, you, but like you get more percy like yes, percy's like true. more in that's your true. face that's he's true. more in the foreground so like yes. it's and, easier it, it also more it's, it's also a difference between like a dude who's clearly just sam a bad right. person yeah he's yeah. not but he's also not right this dude yeah. is like an upstanding percy's high a class yeah high class member of the society like a highly respected member in his community, and he's that type of sociopath. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wants right, to like, kill someone. That's the only reason yeah, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's in that a job. goddamn monster. Yes. But I don't have too much more to say about the Green Mile. I know we have to talk about the other two number ones, but it just for like the, the emotional response, it's it's gonna elevate this movie for me. I understand rewatchability is not great, and I get it. Yeah, I just have one question for you. Okay. Is it Ving Rhames or Michael Clark Duncan? <laughs> It is Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan. Okay. I was going to say Ving Rhames just now, I swear to God. But yeah, his, perf- his, I perform- almost did. <laughs> his performance is incredible as well. Oh, so I'm dog-tired, boss. He's just a great movie hero as well because yeah. he's not the main character, but he's just just and what he wants to do and how he goes about it, how he interacts with people. He's just like a pure, so selfless. pure he's, soul. Yeah. So. It's beautiful, and that's what makes this movie so tragic and moving. Yeah. Yep. It's just a tough. I'm not going to sit yeah. down and put it on. I just. I no, just that's never, that's fair. Never will. Yeah. And when you're flipping through and you got the cable vision on the bottom, like oh, Green Miles, four hours. Damn it. <laughs> oh, it's the it's third it's third act. All right, I can leave this on. <laughs> it's so long. It I don't have to really suffer long. through Tom Hanks with a bladder infection. Yeah, uh, it's your cornbread, Joe. <laughs> I'm pissing razor blades. It's your cornbread. Let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on to someone else's number one. Yeah. Corey. Walking a mile, walking a mile. What's All up? right, Corey, what's up? What do you got for number one? Pick the mood up slightly. Yeah, Shawshank yeah, Redemption. Yeah, right. That brings it up. <laughs> let's let's pivot from one prison to another prison. Shawshank Redemption. I don't think this is any shock to anybody. Um, no. No. No, yeah, it's not. I love this movie. I've we've talked about it at nauseum. I think it's it's interesting to see the different the differences and similarities between this and the Green Mile. Like, they're both Stephen King adaptations, right? So they both have certain tones, I guess. Like when I rewatch them, he loves jail. Yeah, he he doesn't necessarily love jail. He loves horror, but like. I think he, what what's more accurate is that he just likes uncomfortable situations, right? Sometimes sure. he does it with, like, overt horror and, like, ghosts and possessions and telekinesis and all these things. And sometimes he just grounds it into a reality that's not comfortable for a lot of people. And Shawshank doesn't shy away from those 
uncomfortable realities. And as far as a movie's concerned, the way I particularly like the way that they show the passing of time through cigarettes, I always think that that's a neat little trick that they use because they don't just put up another white block letter date necessarily. They pass the time with like when he first goes in, they're still smoking Lucky Strikes. By the time he's about to break out, they're smoking Marlboro Reds. Right, to show that passing of times and how things like cigarettes are constant but also evolve. It's just, you know, it's like a neat little trick. Something I never noticed, but fair. Hmm. Why do you think Stephen King wrote this book? He wrote novella? a short, yeah, it's very yeah, short. Yeah, the novella. Right? Yeah. Why do you think he wrote this novella? Didn't ask him. I don't know. Do, I know, do you I know have that. The answer? I don't, like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't have the answer. I'm saying that, like, from like a uh, a thought experiment about what Stephen King does, right? We, like I just said, he does. He likes to live in the uncomfortable. More often than not, it's horror-based, and oftentimes they have some sort of twist involved. This Shawshank doesn't really have any of those things outside of like the uncomfortableness, but like there's no twist. There's Is there? Twist. What's the twist? It's that he. What? I guess it's the escape. Is the the this the, the reveal, right? The reveal. Theoretically, the reveal is a twist, right? That's a pretty big one. Unless you apply to the theory that he actually did, in fact, kill his wife. I don't. Most people don't. I feel like we're showing, like, indisputable <laughs> evidence that he did did not, in fact. Wait, say this again. I feel like we're showing indisputable evidence that he did not kill his wife. Did not we're showing like, showing the bullets or whatever. Well, Doesn't he, he walks on the. No, no, the, those are bullets that like fell out of his lap. Oh, yeah, we don't we see him throw away the gun. It. Yeah, I mean, listen, more more likely than not, Andy Dufresne did not kill his wife. The only piece of evidence we have to support it is an unreliable narrator in another felon. That's all I'm saying. Why is why is Tommy unreliable? Because he's. I, I, ironically enough, because of exactly what felon, the, Corey, no. yeah, because because of the, exactly what the warden says, it's another criminal. He looks up to you. He's trying to help you, right? Okay. Like I mean, more likely than not, it's there's not much. You don't have to go any deeper than that. I just like the the thought experiment that maybe he did, sure. and that's why and that's why he had to escape because he knew there was no way he was ever going to get out because he was actually guilty. I mean, there wasn't a lot of appeals going on. They yeah. were not, no, yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't get an appeal. He says that yeah. in the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, again, thought experiment I like to try that once in a while. Sure. I'm really excited about your number one, Matt. Me I'm too. Really to, I'm really excited to talk about <laughs> it. You know what? I would, I would love to talk about it. Yeah. Are I, we closing it? I, I think, all right. I just have a few Shawshank comments. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. I thought you were done with Shawshank. No, my bad. That's all. I'm I just I like to, I like to say uh, or bring up the fact that the reason a lot of people have seen this movie and the fact that it's on all the time is because Ted Turner bought the rights to this movie because it was really long and he needed to feel uh, f- uh, fill airtime on his networks. That's why it's on TBS and all the TNT time. all the time. <laughs> Which despite I despite not being very funny. And <laughs> when it came out, critically acclaimed, it was a financial flop. Not all people saw it because of the length, because of the subject matter. And, uh, yeah, that makes sense. 
the fact that it got a got a second life right away on television is, is pretty cool and it's like it's, it's also one of the movies where i pre- prefer the tv edit to the actual theatrical because you get commercial well. breaks that and it's i don't know you just you kind of like you gloss through the it's enough of the uncomfortability to get your point across and you gloss over some of it too so mm. Having seen both, you don't need to see every single frame and aspect of it. And it see, works, I've never it seen it on well. TV. I've never sat down and been just like, you know what, this is my afternoon. Sometimes when, on TBS. watching it uncut, you're like, oh crap, I forgot about this. And it happens quite a few times and it's like, you know what, that, that's a good edit. Good job, TBS. <laughs> wait, 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 get rid of that. Yeah, we, we don't need this right now. But yeah, it's a great friendship story, very uplifting Morgan Freeman, I think, might be his first narrator movie, narration movie. I want to say yes. Little did he, little oh. did he know how much this was lead to. Yeah, it's just like what he does now. Yeah. Just cool having a character, not the main character, narrate the story. Kind of like unique in a way. Till the next uh, Million Dollar Baby and all the other ones he does. So. March of the Penguins. He did. For, did he do a Planet Earth at one point too? Yeah, almost certainly he yeah. did one of those. Sure does. Nice little South Park parody of him narrating things too. Nice. Butters writes a story called Scrody McBooger Balls. <laughs> <laughs> did they get the actual mortgage free? Didn't I don't think so. But ah, wasted opportunity. Okay, that was Shawshank Redemption. Transition. Like yeah, it was. Hey. <laughs> Flawless. All right. My number one is Stand By Me. What? Great, great choice. Love it. Love it. I put that in the summer movie realm also. I'm throwing it in there with Jaws. Like, I watch this multiple times every summer, and I kick off. That's like during summer. summer vacation year, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think it's Labor Day Makes weekend sense. is when it actually Oh, okay. Takes How place. convenient. Yeah. For us, not the listeners. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy December. Uh, Stand By Me, coming age movie. It's uh, three for f- four friends. Yeah, four friends um, going on an adventure to see a uh, dead body of a kid their age. That the, It was a story they paid close attention to. And it's kind of like them growing up over like a weekend. Um, again, I, I've read this after i saw the movie it's the movie kind of focuses on the four kids individually like they're all the main character this focus is more on gordy and uh chris right the movie or the book the book i'm sorry okay yes and um yeah i cry every time i watch this it's it, it affects me being that like i don't know this takes me back to like when i was like 12 years old and what i did over the summer and different things people go through when you went to check out that dead body yeah but i just remember going outside playing all day long then coming home like at the at the end of the day and like um oh you want to stay over my house yeah all right let me just tell my parents and boom like sometimes i wouldn't be home for days but i was like let my parents know like what was going on it's just like what i'm alive it's fine (laughs) it's like it's what we did and um I, i like that and i like the um the fact that their older brothers are also like trying to find the dead body as well and they, there's like a showdown there's like two rival gangs and it's good man it's the act it's like one of the best child acting performances like across the board too i feel in the movies because like 
if you're having a kids movie having a really shitty kid actor really takes away from it it takes me out yeah. of it completely like the, for the main four they all do such a great job and they hit their the characters like perfectly so i'm not a cory feldman fan but other than that like he he does what he's doing well but just yes. i it, it, that's his that's his character and it doesn't do it for me i find that like I'm with you. Like kid actors can absolutely ruin things and they often, oh, and they often do too. look at you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they often do. And one of the things that like endears this movie to me so much is that like, I can still tell that they're kid actors. They're still being kid actors, but for whatever reason it works, like whether they tone it down or they got really good direction or they just took it until they got it right. There's something about the, like the chemistry between these guys that like, it, the word it, actor still belongs there. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it, like it just, dude, this movie kicks me in the stomach every time I watch it. It just does. I I'm endlessly emotionally attached to this movie. The directing I wanted is. To be. <laughs> the Was direct, that? You wanted. I to wanted be. to be. Okay. The directing in this is is, is Rob Reiner is the director. He does a great job with it. Like um this the scene with the train, right? That's very famous. They weren't. They filmed that a couple of times, and they just weren't very. You couldn't see the fear in their face when they were running from the train. So, like Rob Reiner, who was like the nicest guy to them throughout filming, actually took them and like, like to the side and like screamed and yelled and cursed at them. Like it was like totally out of character, and he wasn't really mad. He just needed the reaction to get like what they wanted to, and they went into that scene with like tears in their eyes and like oh my god i can't believe i got yelled at they were actually like afraid which is what they're supposed to be because that scene looks terrible today <laughs> it's probably good yeah. good good for the time but the effect they used back then oh oh my gosh it's just like it's clearly a fake train like it's like the on screen oh yeah yeah but yeah it's like having <laughs> having their reaction though like they actually feel they're gonna get run over Vern is like prepared to die at one point He's just like, nope, I'm just going to lie here and get run over by this train. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> You're like 12 years old, kid. Yeah, just maybe, get maybe the hell don't. Up. Yeah, maybe actually try to survive. He was Come like on, Jerry. crawling. Jerry O'Connell, that's right. Yeah. There's a there's a meme that gets passed around once every couple months on the social medias. And it's a picture of like the cast of this movie. And it's either the cast of this movie or the cast of The Sandlot. And it's like, there was a day when you met up with your kid best friends without realizing it to be the last time you ever got to hang out like that. And, like, dude, that that quote and, like, that meme gets me. But, like, when it's around these kids especially, I'm like, God, I feel that. I, I Like, I do. I truly feel that in my bones in a lot of ways. And it's like, the way that this movie was just the way that this movie is made, right? Like what they're trying to do and what they're accomplishing makes you like, remember what it was like to be a kid. Like even now in my thirties, I go back and like, I watch it. I'm like, I, I remember being a kid and this was kind of what, what it felt like. Does that make sense? I yes. feel like that's, it does. I think the meme you're talking about is one day you went outside to play with your friends for the last time. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. the one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. No, it, it's a, it's profound. It's it's so true. Yeah. And like I like like I'm I'm like for someone like me, I'm trying to think of like right, what day was that? 
and, and I think that that's what yeah. makes it hurt more is like you don't know what day that was. No, it just was the last time yeah. you did it because you outgrew it, and it's sad. Yeah. And this movie does a good thing too, where it's like at the beginning of the movie they tell you like his friend Chris or Chris Chambers passed yep. passed away. He died. It's on Great the newspaper receiver. clipping. Yes, outstanding. Very good. Chargers. Um, <laughs> He, he passed. He passed away, and then you forget, and then like it comes up at the end, and it's Richard Dreyfuss's narration, and it's just like that gets you. They like just he fades away. You see little Chris looking back at Gordy, just fading away as he's walking away, and it's just like that was probably the best friend the kid ever had in his life, and he even says says it was, and it's it's just yeah. so sad. It really is. Makes you think about your best friends growing up, and ah. Didn't do it for Joe, though. I didn't think I had enough. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't have enough friends when I was a kid for this to hit home. Because, like, for those little behind inside baseball, for everybody listening, (laughs) Matt has been trying to get me to watch this movie for, like, ever. Yep. And then I did, and I was like, I feel like it was overhyped for me. That's such a shame. (laughs) Like, I I think it's a good movie, but it didn't hit me emotionally like I thought it would. Like, I was told it would. And I was like, damn. But it's it's, it, it's good. It's really the Yankees hat that ruins it for me. Wow. The Yankees hat bothers Why? me. Why? Why? Why does it's that It's supposed bother to be important, but it's not important. It seems like something's going to be important, and then it doesn't. I don't know why that scene bothers me, but it, it does. It shows the closest he had to it's his John older Cus- brother, who's yeah. very much And you think he'd get that, he gets that back, and it's, like, important, but he doesn't. They don't talk about it ever again. It's weird. Okay. That's the one thing about <laughs> this movie that bothers me. I'm sorry. Gotcha. It's a great movie. Couldn't get over the Yankee hat. Understood. It really is good, though. I really, it's number two on my list for a reason. Like, it's a good movie. It just doesn't make the emotional connection that I hoped it would. It was on a lot, too, as we were growing up. And it's a movie that, like, as a kid, you watch because it's about kids. And it's mm. a movie that sticks with you as an adult because it's about kids becoming, like, like, Gordy becomes an adult. He's looking back on his childhood. So now that we're adults, we can look back on our childhood. It's just it's so good. Yeah. Phenomenal. I was a, a weird writer with kids, and he's like, <laughs> I think that's his son and his friend. I was thinking about that yeah, also. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that has to be his son and his friend, right? Unless he's like a crazy uncle that they just stay with, or it's like the two neighbor kids. <laughs> I feel like one of them calls him dad. Yeah, so no, I think, it's not yeah, dad. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, is that everything? Is that everybody? I think so. Five? That's the whole top fives. All right, what do you guys have for bubbles? Uh, th- things that we didn't talk about, 1408. I had 1408 also. Yeah, I, already, I had uh, the, the Shining and It Chapter 1. Okay, my, my last bubble was Christine. Pam put, would have put that on her list. Christine's the good. Only, yeah. yeah, Christine is good. Christine is very good. I've never seen it. The only other Stephen King movie that I've seen is The Dark Tower, and that movie sucks. Oof, really? But like the trailer made it look so awesome, and then it was. A I had movie. such high hopes for that movie. Idris Elba yeah. is going to be in it. Yep. Matthew McConaughey is going to be. in it. I'm like, yeah, and this then, movie might be good. And they were like, yeah, it's going to be 87 minutes long or 82 minutes long. It's like, why? That's like 12 that's, books too, right? Like that's yeah, like, it's like, yeah, that's, you can't do that. It's that's, a it, massive doesn't work, undertaking. It doesn't work out. Did they do it all in one movie? And there was I think so. they didn't make a sequel. Yeah, I don't think. Like Aragon was supposed to have a sequel, but that movie was such trash yeah, they just they just ended it. Like I wonder if there's... I don't know I don't know the story, but I just know the movie's not great. What's worse, do you think? People cramming twelve books worth into an hour and thirty minutes or 
people taking like a 70 page story and making like a three hour movie no comment i'm curious what's your opinion i would say the dark tower is worse yeah, the the twelve movie and the twelve book into one movie thing is is probably crazy, worse. right? Yeah, like that's 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 a choice I would not make. I I can't believe it's a choice that they even had an option to make. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I like it doesn't make any sense that that. I don't know if it covers all twelve books, but I just know the movie's not very good. I also yeah. know, don't know if there are twelve books. I'm just arbitrarily throwing out twelve. Some I, number I, of I, books. I have no idea. It's it's a lot of books. Oh, upwards, many. upwards of three books. Yeah, at least three many. Books. There's more than there's more than three. Yeah, I said at least. <laughs> Eight book boxed set. Okay, it's thirteen books. books. 13, it is thirteen. Wow. Yeah, even twelve undershot it. Jesus yeah. Christ! The That's first just... one came out in nineteen eighty-two. Crazy. Could have been the uh, the actually no, it wouldn't have been the earliest adaptation. Never mind. I wonder what Stephen King thinks about that book. The movie. I hope he likes the book. Is it? Oh, I think there's. Th- Eight books in the Dark Tower series, 13 books that touch on the Dark Tower universe. I think all his books take place in the same universe, right? This is like a, there's like a king verse out there. They tried making a show called Castle Rock. That's right. I remember and that. They, well, I shouldn't say they tried. They made a show called Castle Rock that's not good. Okay. And it was supposed to have like, yeah, Shawshank Prison. And then it's weird too because most of his books take place in like Maine. Like yeah, Stand By Me, the book, takes place in Maine, and they chose mm. Oregon for uh, the movie for, for some reason. But also touching on Stand By Me, that's the adaptation Stephen King liked the best. He watched the movie, shook Rap Rider's hands, and said, I mean, That makes sense. You captured exactly what I was going for. Yeah. High praise for someone who hates a lot of the movies that are made about books, but they're willing to just make them anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's not gonna he's not going to turn down money. He's a capitalist like at, the, the, at nothing the else, right? The check cleared, right? Yeah. All right, let's do this thing. What do you think his net worth is? Net worth is so much, many, many dollars. He made terrible investment opportunities. I would imagine, like Nicholas, very Cage. high. Did he buy a dinosaur skull? That's only going to appreciate in value. There's no more dinosaurs. Stephen King. It's, he's not the highest uh, paid writer. Sure, but he's got to be. He's doing well. Uh, celebrity Network says. CelebrityNetWorth.com says it's five hundred million. Okay, that's a lot. That's that's pretty it's well. Plenty. He's it's, pretty well off. Yeah, that's, I'd say so. I can't spend that. That's half of J.K. Rowling at one billion. That's crazy. Yeah, that's well, a, I mean, yeah. different different time. Hugely popular book series. Oh, true. I wonder how much he made off the movies. I don't know. Not as much as J.K. Not as much as J.K. Oh, that's what I mean. I wonder how much she made off the movies. Mm. Couldn't tell you. Got to break it down. Haven't, haven't spoken to her. Yeah, you haven't let it. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> talked to her recently. No, That's not recently. She doesn't return any of my voicemails. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. All right, let's get to the madness part. Let's do this. So I got a wheel. I'm gonna spin it. it. Has our names and numbers one through five on there. That's gonna reveal the five movies that are gonna make our definitive top five list. Prior to the show, we each protected one movie on our list. So if a movie comes up that we would want a veto, we each get one veto. We can use our protect and block that veto. So without further ado, I guess I'll spin the wheel, right? Do it. Yeah, I mean, it's on your phone. It, so is, on, we it can't... is on my phone. Let's just make sure we uh, remember to hide the slice. Yeah, hide yeah. the slice every time. Every time. Every time. 
All right, first spin is in. It is Corey number four. The Shining. Good with that. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think I'm going to veto a single thing on this. Like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> like, there's, there's no bad movie anyone picked up. I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I'm only going to start vetoing things if we get to the end and, like, certain things aren't yeah, there yeah. yet. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tactical veto. Yeah. Joe Five. Uh, Carrie. I'm going to veto it. That's yeah. fair. Okay. You know what? That's that's the one you veto. Yeah. That's absolutely I did not it. protect her. I did not protect Carrie. Okay. I'm sorry, Carrie. <laughs> and this is why she goes nuts. I'm, yeah. If she had a little protection, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. Let's Matt, TLC. Matt five. It's the running man. Vito. Okay. <laughs> Joe got a little sad there. <laughs> Come on, Joe three. <laughs> Yeah, we still got a shot. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Joe 3. The running man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Swear to God, if Shawshank doesn't get on this list. Called my shot. <laughs> Next up, Matt, Matt 4. That's The Shining. Already been spun. Perfect. Next up, Corey number 3. Stand by me. Hell yeah, bro. Whoo. Booyah. That's the three movies? Hmm? Yep. Stand by me, Running Man, and The Shining so far. Okay. Okay. Two to go. Corey, number two. Green Mile. Okay. Yeah. A lot of pressure here, and only Joe has a veto. I mean, there's, there's very few movies left that aren't Shawshank. It's Misery, Shawshank, It. Yeah, let's see. Decent, decent odds. It's like three out of five. Very good odds. Corey five. It chapter, chapter one. one. All right, Corey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do you a favor here and veto that. You good? All right, Corey, it goes through. Gonna... <laughs> All the vetoes have been. So it's either gonna be Shawshank or Misery. Oh my yeah. god! What'd you guys protect? Uh, stand by me. Uh, I can probably protect uh, the Stand by Me as well. I protected the Running Man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That was my other choice for protect, by the nice. way. All right, here we go. Next spin, possibly the final. Corey, number one. Woo! Boom. We got it. All right. One of the rare situations where everything works out for everyone. <laughs> All right. One, run, down two, this, run down those five when you get a sec. The Shining, Stand By Me, Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, and The Running Man. Yeah, this this actually might be a little bit, a little bit right. testy here. I think it's really just well, four five could be a little bit because I four I assume the four five is the Running Man and the Shining. Yeah, and on our list it was a three five and a four four. Oh my god! Oh wow! Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus. I will make a pitch of rewatchability for the Running Man. So great. I would like it at four. However. I'm not willing to die in this hill. Oh, it was number. The so Shining was number four on my list. The Running Man was number five. It shine, and I only have The Shining at number four. Yep, that makes perfect right. sense. Yeah, so I'm losing this fight. Yeah. So based on the number, I'm so yeah. happy the Running Man made it. Me too. But I think it's we should pencil it in at the five slot. 
It's already running on borrowed time as it is. The running right. man. So good, good, good for you, running man. Way, to, way to be in there. <laughs> way to make it. Way to make way to it. Get it. So that would put the shining at number four. Yeah. Sure. Oof. Green Mile is a one-two bubble. Shawshank is a one. Three one, four. Three four. And, uh, one, one, three, four? Yeah. Yeah, Stand okay. By Me is what, a one, two, three, or a one, one, two, two? One, two, three. I think Stand By Me is going to be one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that way. I, I really like that at one anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Which would, I mean, Green Mile, did, wait, did Green Mile make all the lists? No, it made a bubble no, list, right? made a bubble. Yeah, one, two, bubble, and then one, okay. Three, four for Shawshank? So then yes. do we put Shawshank at two and Green Mile at three? Probably makes the most sense. That's what makes the most that. sense? I'm I'm obviously going to be happy with that. Okay. Pretty painless med this week. Yep. Shawshank. Redemption. Everyone got their number one on there. Everyone got like their, or almost, we got the weird wild card of the running man. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And I mean, if it wasn't going to be that, it would have been it chapter one. So we still get the weird wild card in there, one way or the other. So good, you, Run, good use running of the vetoes. Good use of the vetoes. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah absolutely. It's worked out. It wasn't. It wasn't a particularly like madness, like crazy round, but it was, it was well done. It was well executed yeah. for sure. And I love this list. Very yeah. good. Very technically sound. Mm-hmm. Well, let me rattle them off one more time for the audience. The top five Stephen King movies coming at number five, The Running Man. Number four, The Shining. Number three, The Green Mile. Number two, Shawshank Redemption. And the number one Stephen King movie is Stand By Me. It's a pretty solid list. Very solid list. I like it a lot. Yeah. Four of my five movies made it. So Same. Not, up, not upset about that. Green Mile was my top bubble. So I would have left off the Running Man to put Green Mile on, but it would have been on five. So I don't think it changes the list at all. Yeah, I don't think so because it, it already made five. Yep. And we spun the one that was protected anyway. So if you guys tried Correct. to veto it, again. yeah, right, like. Yep. And our protects. I protected Stand by Me. Corey protected Stand by Me. Joe protected the Running Man. I thought Corey would have protected it. I thought so too. Yeah. It was in contention. If it wasn't, uh, that was where I was at. I was deciding whether or not to choose Stand By Me or It. Um, and I guess maybe because it's the end of summer and I didn't get a chance to go home and see my my childhood friends at all this summer, I was feeling a little nostalgic, childhood friendly type thing, and I went Stand By Me. I also think Stand By Me is just objectively a better movie. Then it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the like, new it's yeah. very good. The new it is very good, but like objectively, like I'm sorry, not a better movie. That's not the right words. Objectively, it's a more accessible movie, right? Not everybody is going to like want to deal with or handle the horror that is it, but anybody can watch a coming of age story with a bunch of kids yeah. that go on a, not hike a lot of, of jump wolves. scares. And more, a, more of a cloud crowd by pleaser. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. 
resources. Also, Corey, you know, I think you made the right call because if you protected it, Shawshank doesn't make the list. That's, That's exactly true. it too, right? Yeah. Like... So at the end of the day, you made the right call. Where's that? Yeah. Okay, I guess social media time. Uh, if you want to send us an email, please do. We like emails. We'll read them on air as, Love as long as you're not offensive. Uh, that is 5moviemadness at gmail.com. The number 5moviemadness at gmail.com, which is also the Twitter handle. We're all on Twitter personally. I am at MR underscore Janny, J-A-N-N-Y, Matt Jansen. Uh, host of the show is in my... Twitter bio, so if you're looking for me, which nobody is, so I don't know why I'm saying all this. Uh, Corey, what do you got? I am at I am City Folk Soul on Twitter. You can reach out to me and talk to me about football and baseball and sports and politics and pretty much everything. I'm I'm a talker. I like to talk about things. If you are into craft beer, you can find me on Instagram at for craft's sake. Joe. Uh, I'm at Juice Clerk on Twitter, and if you want to let me know what your runner name would be in The Running Man, let me know. Hit me up. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of 5 Movie Madness. Next week, we'll have a different topic. Tune in to find out what that is. So long, everybody.